What up? What up? Today we'll be we'll be talking about um, just recent NBA news, uh, the Kobe Memorial, the All Star break, um, and things in fantasy that you should be aware of. Hello, Torch family. Welcome to another episode of Torch of Fantasy Basketball. Uh, my question for you again is Torch or Buzz? Hello, what up? My name is Ke. I'm a fantasy basketball nerd trying to come out on top in my fantasy league this year. I believe in strategies and mindsets over a hot take. I'm just trying to guide everyone towards a bomb time playing this year, myself included. Without further ado, let's get it. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about just a lot of random things. I just want to keep things light. Um, I'm just trying to keep it to the important bits. So going down the line, I feel like there's a a lot of things that happened these past few weeks. And I didn't really feel like going through every little nitty-gritty detail. I realized that if I don't load manage myself, especially for this podcast, I don't think I'll last the entire season. And thank God I'm just doing fantasy because I cannot do props to the... NBA media outlet for constantly putting out information day in and day out. Cause, well, it's their jobs too, and I'm doing this for fun. Hey, maybe I'll start a Patreon. And that way, this is slightly more... It's slightly more worth it if I make money or something. You know, like some, at least a little scratch to pay off my, like, I don't know, like sound editing software or whatever I bought. The microphone. Let's just start with that. Okay. Anyways, um, today, I, ooh, what do you all, wait, right, so my question, what are you guys drinking? Hopefully it tastes good, because we're going to get right into it. Um, I'm talking about the last, I'm just trying to recap everyone on the last few weeks for fantasy basketball, or just the NBA in general. Um, it's we're week 17, 18, and 19. Uh, have just passed in... NBA land. It's currently week 20. We're in the midst of week 20. So right now it should be like Wednesday, Thursday when I release this. So we're that's right smack dab in the center of week 20. For a lot of people who are playing fantasy, this is probably around the time that um, playoffs are starting to roll in. So it's starting to become important. The The last episode talked about the trade deadline and those are players that um, got traded and you should be making note of to maybe trade for yourself. That could be interesting. Some some guys might be really into having a player that just got traded into the Atlanta, into Atlanta, and then unknowingly finding out that that player is also has a heel bone fasciitis and is incapable of playing for the next few weeks. Some of you guys might be that people's. That sucks. I I feel for you guys. Everyone who who got Clint, I'm I'm so sorry. So just like a, a quick capture. We're week tw- this is currently week twenty into NBA fantasy basketball, and there's a at maximum there is a, a total of twenty six weeks of fantasy. I believe the standard um, NBA finals or the fantasy playoffs finals is probably around weeks like twenty three to twenty six, and for some people who don't want to wait until that part of the season. They might do a little earlier, so that's when you do week 23, week 24, 
or even earlier than that, weeks 21 and 22. So right now is the last recap before the start of your NBA, your fantasy playoffs. And so this is a pretty important podcast for all you guys who are trying to get the leg up. So I'm double fisting. I have Soju Calpico and a martini because the martini tastes like ass. I think it's an acquired taste. I actually don't. I just don't get it yet, but I'm sure I'll get it eventually. So for now, I'll just drink the soju. Which honestly doesn't taste really good right now, too. I think the martini just tastes bad. Okay, so for those of you guys who still have a trade deadline that haven't expired, um, I mean, if you're trading, you're, you're likely getting someone who's of high value. So trading is probably your best option if you can without getting giving up too much asset. And of course everyone wants to like trade without losing too much. That's like the no shit Sherlock type of type of play and not I mean if your league is isn't very aware of that and isn't very like aware of how valuable a player might be, then you might be able to get away with like a a fat deal, but you know, actually what's more common in these leagues um is that everyone is so scared to make a trade that essentially no one makes a trade and no like no movement happens and all y'all have trust issues and hold on to these players and die with these players and i think that's a mistake you all, if if you guys have an asset that has value you sh- you should try to trade it for an asset that might have value later on there's a lot of reasons why you do trades um but at the end of the day, I feel like it's it's something that is worth like your team's time and worth someone else's time. Um, you could be trading away something you think is really shitty, who you actually didn't want in exchange for a player that you know have has production right now um, and could save your team from eventual extinction by the hands of, I don't know, injury. More likely than not, you're not going to be able to get anything. So... The waiver wire is probably the way to go. But before before we get into that, I actually just want to talk about things that happened over the past three weeks. I've been like out just because I don't. Um, one, I've been like trying to work and do my own life and make sure that this is financially sustainable. So there's that. Um, another aspect is that I'm just I was just a little tired. I needed a break. Um, week seventeen was right around when. The all-star break was and was right around when kobe had his memorial service as well so if the nba players get a break i'm gonna get a break too because i sometimes just need a break and i'm gonna give myself that because it's my podcast and i do what i want so suck on that bitches um so the important bits for the number one of course is kobe's memorial service in my opinion was a very perfect Let's not say end. The perfect, um, in my opinion, and it helped encapsulate all of what, all of the people we that were near and dear to such an amazing man, um, and it had just right about just about the right amount of everything. Right, we had Vanessa, Vanessa Bryant, who, despite, um. The shit that she had to go through was rather strong. 
um, sent us off with a good steadfast and beautiful message about her late husband, Kobe Bryant, and daughter, Gianna Bryant. We had um, Gino Ariema, who is the uh, UConn coach. Um, the UConn, if you guys don't know, is the UConn University of Connecticut uh, women's basketball team is one of the, the longest-running basketball programs with the longest streak of success in women's basketball history. Coach Gino Ariyama was a part of that. And Gianna Bryant, who was a, a aspiring uh, women's basketball player, um, that's that was her dream and didn't really get to meet that. Um, but he gave a, a brilliant just speech about Kobe and his relationship with her and the girl dad that he was. Um, yeah. And then BFF, uh, Rob Plinka added some more wholesomeness to the entire story. The, the elusive Michael Jordan showed up and usually he, he's, he's very out, outside of the media, but, um, we got to see a moment of openness and, and as he opened up his, about his relationship with Kobe and the, um, the older, younger sibling brother relationship that they had, it was very touching. And then the last, uh, speech was uh, capped off by the one and only Shaquille O'Neal, um, who shared a, like a lot of funny yet endearing moments, and likely had one of the best sound bites about Kobe um, that any other uh, any of the speakers gave. And yeah, I think that was that was such a wonderful, just wonderful like memorial service, and I. I couldn't have asked more for any any more to send off and to honor um, Kobe Bryant. Beyonce Shakira gave wonderful performances overall. Just a good job. All this, by the way, is happening a week after. Um, this is this happened on February twenty fourth. A week before that was actually the All Star break, and All Star weekend. The winners for all of you guys who didn't watch, and I just I'm just gonna catch you up. Bam Adebayo crushed the skills challenge buddy healed um lit up the line from the three-point contest and destroyed that Derek jones jr snatches the dunk contest trophy out of the hands of aaron gordon and aaron gordon just proceeds to quit and has declared that he will no longer participate in the in the contest even though in my opinion i feel that aaron gordon should have won that he jumped over taco fall as his final dunk and through an act of strange collusion, D-Way decided to give. Oh, so the, the collusion was that they were, the the judges have, had decided to give everyone, Derek Jones Jr. and Eric Gordon, the win. But someone messed up, and that was not the case. The All-Star Game. The All-Star Game was so fun to watch this year, and I'm really glad they changed the, the, the format of it. Uh, so for the those of you guys who don't know, they uh, did a very nice homage to Kobe, and so for the first three qu- three quarters, about the same. You have twelve minute quarters. Everyone's starting at zero zero. Everyone's showboating. Everyone's doing highlights. The last quarter um, consisted consisted of adding twenty four points to the highest scoring team's total, and then having those players try to reach that threshold. So overall, the game was very exciting to watch. Um, my butthole was gripping the edge of my seat. And I'm really excited to watch the All-Star game this year. And I'm really excited to watch the All-Star game next year as well. Um, and with a nice cherry on top, they they renamed the All-Star game trophy to the Kobe Bryant 
Award Trophy, Kobe Bryant Trophy. Um, that was cool. And on to the big news that I found important for the week. Um, well, like media news, I guess. I don't know. So Spike Lee is no longer attending Knicks games because uh, the Knicks suck. No. So what has happened over the past week? Uh, the Knicks organization told one of their longest standing fans that they he couldn't use the entrance that he's been using for the past like 30 years, 28 years. And um, the fan took exception to that because he spent so much money, so much time supporting the Knicks. He's been there with them through thick and thin. And yep, they kind of just shut the door in his face after all that time and devotion. And they're losing like quite a lot of money. Um, Spike's been contributing... Like, I want to say, like, several million at this point to the Knicks organization, so. It didn't really sit well with Spike, and apparently, for the Knicks organization, has lost their resident fanboy. So, very unfortunate, kind of. I don't know. It's just interesting, because you always think of, um, like, fan attendance as, like, being critical. Like, those player, those fans that always show up. Like Jack Nicholson and the the Los Angeles Lakers, um, Spike Lee is one of those guys. Him not showing up, it's like a, it's a weird feeling. So all in all, the Knicks really fucked up. They kind of screwed the pooch on this one. So great job, James Dolan, and welcome to New York Knicks basketball. Uh, resident big man Timmy D, Tim Duncan took over for uh, Greg Popovich and did a like a stupendous job. He did a great job. And they, they got a W. Let's see if that needs to continue to happen. But otherwise, Pop should be back, assuming his personal issues have been dealt with. Uh, Trey Young, nutmegs. So a nutmeg is when you throw like the ball between someone's legs. And that's very embarrassing. Um, he tried that against Ariza and was like somewhat successful. But before Ariza, sorry, before Trey Young could like do anything more, uh, Ariza sends him flying in like 10 feet into the stands. So now... Trey sent like Ariza sending the message like, "Hey, I am about that shit. You don't be doing this to veterans." Trey's on the other hand is just like, "This is entertaining, and I just do it. And I'm if it's gonna get me a basket, why not do it?" So, what have you done now, Ariza? He's just gonna keep doing this. Like, if you blow on a flame, you don't blow it out. You just make it bigger. Troll one on one. Trey's gonna keep trolling. And Steph, Chef Steph Curry, I sent to the G League, which. Really, all that means is that we're going to be seeing Steph Curry come back to NBA basketball. How exciting. I for the it's so I'm so excited. Uh right, it's just going to be exciting. God damn. I'm so happy. Now to talk about fantasy basketball. Um so what would 2019-2020 fantasy basketball season be? If we didn't talk about the injuries, because the major injuries, um, here are they are for the, that are rocking the teams over these past few weeks. Dame Lillard pulled his groin, which is really a letdown for the Blazers team at a time. Um, we're just a couple spots below the eighth seed, uh, right before All Star break. So um, of course, Dame Lillard, who was supposed to be playing for the uh, All Star game, couldn't make it because of his groin. And Devin Booker, who everyone on Twitter was just bitching about for like. A week straight he got snubbed um, he was able to get in and so as you can see anyone who has CJ McCollum has been drinking some of that liquid magma 
and he's been shooting red hot over these past few games and he's been doing really well so congratulations to whoever got CJ McCollum who was honestly doing like pretty it was doing very subpar average at the beginning of the season is now just flaming hot and so with three and a half games currently behind the Grizzlies hopefully that team can kind of hold the fort together until uh, Dame Lillard comes back so congrats to all you CJ owners out there uh, Kyrie Irving had a shoulder impingement surgery so he's gonna be out for the rest of the season so RIP to Uncle Drew owners out there. Karis LeVert and Spencer Dinwiddie are honestly the real winners in this situation, um, who are the obvious replacements for the point guard spots, point guard shooting guard spot. Because um, if Dinwiddie slides over to point guard, then LeVert is going to slide over to shooting guard. So The Rockets' new system, the post-Capella trade that we talked about in the last episode, is actually giving Westbrook a shit ton of free room to romp. And at this point, I think it's kind of safe to say that it's certifiably a success for the Rockets. The addition of Covington to the uh, to the lineup, the rotation is kind of stifled up the interior defense. He's getting he's averaging like three, three and a half blocks uh, this past few weeks since the All Star break. Um, and it's honestly like sorry, it's not since the trade deadline. And there's nothing to scoff at. And the Rockets are all in on the strategy, and it's really working for them. And one named Russell. Oh, I didn't see you there. Oh, let me run you over. Westbrook, who has since been shooting at an effective field goal range percent of 58.4, is astronomical for him because he made like he was shooting at a 47.7% clip before, and so this is like an 11% jump. This is not not a fluke. West, this is this new rotation is really working for the the Houston Rockets, and yeah, that. That's that that's amazing. So and then the the final thing for fantasy basketball. So here are the biggest question marks in the league so far um, that I would say, and they are Draymond Green number one, Clint Capella number two, and Victor Oladipo number three. No specific order. Even though I just gave you put it in that order, but there's no specific order because all three of them have the capability of going off especially during playoffs, especially if your playoffs are in weeks 23, 24, 25, and 26, around there, 24 to 26-ish. That's probably optimal for when these guys would be going off and you guys are succeeding. Um, In many fantasy leagues, Capella has been dropped by a lot of the fantasy owners, and uh, for for good reason, he's going to be out for like at least two weeks, maybe more. Um, It's going to take two weeks to reevaluate him, and then who knows how long it's going to take for them to, to kind of ramp up his workload. So he might not even play. Um, but for those of you, there's a lot of people who, would, as a result, have decided to let him go off of their teams. And if you're a gambler and you feel lucky, he might be a game changer if owned. But he's honestly a questionable asset at best, if not, since um, with uh, Atlanta's schedule it and the the timing that he's going to come back you could just put him right outside most leagues playoffs so it's a very like high risk high reward uh draymond and the warriors are tanking but the excuses that dre has been making have been wild he's like run out of muscles to pull at this point um but now that curry's back 
he has he could be set to go off so we this this is the next question mark and the last question mark that i really want to talk about is oladipo um someone who i personally traded for i traded a lot for to get um and had and he's been given the green light to kind of play full minutes uh but so far has been like vastly disappointing and like some days makes me question like if there's really a meaning to you know just making myself feel shitty like this and keeping him on my team uh the pacers are giving him full minutes and allowing him to kind of take over um like parts of games uh in regulation in hopes that he can kind of resume his pre-injury success because he's very successful the last year but we've known him and we've known him to be successful for those years but kind of to make to make it worse brogdon and sabonis soak up like 75 percent of the touches on the team and with brogdon in particular it seems to he seems to perform a lot worse with both oladipo and brogdon on the floor and it's likely because they're both uh, ball dominant guards they kind of need it need the ball to create opportunities and also see the open man to create even more opportunities for his teammates. Um, Oladipo's, on the other hand, key to success is kind of his explosive drive to the rim, um, and he's been shooting that at a record low of like 47%, which is very bad for him. But if Clay, if Clint, Dre, and Oladipo ever decide to figure it out, they could be just potentially game-changing players in all, any of you guys' season-long fantasy players' roster. So... Yeah, those are the, the key players that I would probably be looking out for um, in those championships teams. And so let me leave it off with a little fun fact. So who do you all think should be Rookie of the Year? You send me a little message. Um, ja, ja Morant is a, kind of the clear favorite uh, in this 2020 season for getting Rookie of the Year. And he's he his, his sole focus is just kind of to get a W for the Grizz the grizzle the grizzle the grind the grizzle grind city and that's his that's the only thing that's on his mind and which is to be respected i really wish um personally i really wish that zion william motherfucking sin came back earlier because so far from what we've seen his stat lines and his his like often like mentioned second jump quote unquote is like unlike anything we've ever seen before and he's exactly kind of what the hype train was hoping for, was hoping for, and I really hope he continues to succeed in the future. So who do you guys think should be Rookie of the Year? Uh, I just wanted to randomly name some stats. So the top, the top three point, uh, point, sorry, the top three rookies who have twenty plus points per game is, are John Morant at twenty three, Kendrick Nunn at seventeen. And Zion Williamson at 13. So he Zion's already at top three in terms of 20-plus point games. Uh, and I also want to make sure that you guys have like a full picture. John Moran's played 50, 20, he's only, so half of his games, 23 out of 55 games have been 20-plus point games. Kendrick Nunn, 17 out of 58. Zion Williamson, 13 out of his first 16 games of playing have been 20-plus point games. He is dominant. So, from a filthy stats perspective wise, Zion is the is the boy, right? But he's only played like half the season, so really who's it going to be? All right. That's it. Leaving it off. Peace, guys. Mm-hmm.